Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Viking Hot Takes. It's been a minute. Uh, here I am, back, Eric Thompson. And where's Flip? I think he's supposed to be here. Oh, there he is, right there. Uh, I think that's his car. Uh, he is currently stuck in Los Angeles traffic because it is still 6 p.m. there and it's still L.A. So we have a super sub on the way, but we still have a show this evening. And uh, we are ready to, to kick off the first Viking Hot Takes of the 2022 season. What's your take? Let's go a Viking on Viking Hot Takes. Welcome back, everybody. So, again, if, uh, if Flip looks a little different today because he is stuck in traffic, but we got a super sub, super short notice. Our guy Ryan Ortega is coming in to fill in today. So that is uh, an amazing uh, sub. He is like the uh, Kellen Mond except talented <laughs> backup plan for the Vikings hot takes. Oh, we're getting hot takes right away. But it, it's it's football season, guys. The Vikings have almost real football they have a couple weeks of training camp in they have uh you know like they they have a real preseason game that probably most starters won't play in on sunday in las vegas so uh it's right around the corner of the 2022 season ryan how are you doing doing great yeah thanks for having me on and uh happy to be here and and hopefully we can uh, hit that buzzer like we did last time that'll be great Yep, it's always great to go for that 20-minute buzzer buzzer and speaking of which producer dave let's get those 20 minutes on the clock and let's get rolling Absolutely. All right. We're still going to go in the order that we usually do. Uh, Ryan and Flip Spot and me in, in the second. So, Ryan, you can go ahead after this uh, countdown is started here. Three, two, one. Let's start it. You can ask first Perfect. question. Absolutely. Yeah. So, which player has the most to prove at training camp here this year? Well, I already mentioned Kellen Mond, so I have to probably give him at least an honorable mention, right? I'll start with a few quick honorable mentions. I think Kellen Mond, you know, especially with today's news about KOC basically saying the backup quarterback might not be on the roster, I think that's pretty telling. I mean, that means uh, things aren't going great for Mond. And on another, you know, the other side of the quarterback situation, I think another honorable mention might have to be Kirk Cousins because he finally has an offensive-minded head coach. Nearly all of his weapons are returning on offense and hopefully uh, including his tight end. There's a lot of continuity on that side of the ball. And I know opinions are still all over the place about Cousins and the debate about him, I think will rage on in Vikings Twitter and perpetuity. But if we can, if he can, if he can't really move up that level, you know, from the general consensus of that reputation of good, sometimes very good, sometimes even great quarterback, but not really great enough to carry his team when it matters the most. I don't know when he ever will. So I think there's there still is something to prove for Cousins just because he has that the new coach and hopefully a new scheme that uh, suits him. Um, speaking of the tight end, Irv, Irv Smith, I mean, he kind of just has to prove he can stay healthy. I mean, and we're off, not off to a great start with that thumb injury. Hopefully he's back by the beginning of the regular season and hopefully he can actually make uh, big contributions like we've been hoping for the last couple seasons. Um, another 
quick one I think we should touch on is probably Cam Dantzler because he's mostly working with the ones in camp so far. He has been rotating in with the with twos a little bit, uh, especially the last couple of days. And I thought he had kind of a real up and down season last year. He had some really brilliant moments and some not so great ones. And his playing time was kind of all over the place. It didn't look like Mike Zimmer knew what really to do with him too. But they, he has Andrew Booth Jr. kind of breathing down his neck. It looks like Chandon Sullivan is going to be set to play most of those nickel snaps. And even rookie Caleb Evans, he's, he's been making some waves at camp. So if he wants to hold on to that starting gig in his third season, I think he's going to have to earn it. But I think you have to go with the most to prove. It's Garrett Bradbury. Like it, it has to be because, I mean, this already was a prove-it year going into training camp because the Vikings didn't pick up his fifth-year option as a first-round pick. And, the, you know, the reports so far aren't great for, for Bradbury. It it's really seems like uh, his hold on that starting center position is very tenuous. And if that isn't that, you know, enough to prove for a fourth-year guy, a former, a, you know, a mid-round, first-round pick, if he can't get out of his rookie contract of being a starter, especially on this offensive line that has had so much trouble at the interior of the offensive line, it, it has to be that. What, what do you think, Ryan? Who, who else might have some something to prove? Well, I mean, I think you named like six guys there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was going to say Garrett Bradbury as well, just because, uh, honestly, you know, we're, we're already hearing rumors that we're looking at maybe looking at trade options and free agent options uh, from Doogie uh, Wolfson today, uh, mentioning that we're, we're, you know, testing the waters there. Uh, but, you know, maybe trying to go a little bit outside the box here. Um, I, I was going to say uh, Cam Bynum. He obviously had the inside track to take that starting uh, safety job. Obviously, Lewis Seen comes into the scene and uh, as a first round pick. So he's got a lot to prove to, to show that, hey, I can still be that guy. I can still put in quality minutes, which it looks like it's encouraging the fact that we're putting in some um, three safety packages, which is mm-hmm. uh, you know showing to the talent that he has that we don't just want to make him a backup. He's, he, he's uh, proving to be a little bit more talented than maybe uh, the coaching staff may have thought when they drafted Lewis Seen in the, in the get-go there. So um, I, I totally agree with you on the, the Kellen Montague. That was going to be my backup. Uh, just the fact that, hey, you got to prove – if you can't prove that you can be a backup now, your career is done after your first contract and that, and maybe even before then. So you, you got to really put up or, you know, you know, put up or go home essentially in that situation for Kellen Mond. So th- those are some of the ones that I was thinking of. But my number one as is yours, Gary Bradley. Yeah, and if it, again, it, it's almost unfathomable because everyone was so psyched about that pick. It was such a need position, and it wasn't didn't seem like a reach. It just hasn't worked out. And again, the run blocking has been there. The pass blocking, it's just he can get shoved around by big nose tackles. And guess what? The NFC North has usually been full of his entire career. Big nose tackles. So, all right, my my first question for you is: Which position battle are you most interested in in training camp? Yeah, I've been really, really intrigued. And I mentioned on the show last night, I've been really intrigued by the cornerback battle. Um, you had already mm-hmm. kind of briefly mentioned it with the Cam Dantzler, Andrew Booth. So um, I was on record on our show saying I would have taken Booth at 12. Now, I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we got him at 42 or wherever it was that we ended up landing him. Uh, I think that dude is, has that much talent. And then all reports coming out of training camp is that he's just a dog, like, He's got that dog mentality. I'm going to get in your face and let you know that I just shut you down. And that's the type of mentality our defense needs now that we don't have a defensive head coach that can, you know, fire up the guys, right? We need somebody who's going to be on that on the field leader. We haven't really had that 
right? I mean, if you think about it from a perspective of our defense, Harrison Smith's a quiet guy. Eric Kendricks, he can sure. get a little boisterous, but he's he's a kind of a quiet leader. Barr was a quiet leader. Everson mm-hmm. was was our vocal leader, and he, you know, obviously he's had his situations happen over the last few years. Uh, and Daniel Hunter, again, a quiet leader. So having guys like Scene and Booth in here to, uh, you know, create that just uh, that that dog mentality of our defense, I think is going to be huge. So I'm excited to see how that plays out with Cam Dancer, who by all accounts is having a phenomenal camp. And then, and then Andrew Booth, again, by all accounts, who's having a phenomenal camp. And then you have Evans, as you had mentioned, who's coming in, making play after play after play. I really liked him coming out of, um, uh, out of Missouri uh, in, in the draft. And the fact that we got him in the fourth round, I was ecstatic. So we have a lot of good competition. And I think the future, and I'm not going to say they're going to be great year one, but the future of the CB room is going to be bright, in my opinion. How about you? Yeah, I- I think that was definitely my. Uh, I was going to kind of cheat and say the, the secondary as well because I think the the whole back end of the defense. It's really curious to see how those snaps are going to get divvied up because there's a lot of options right now, and like I, that's my. I think my favorite thing. You know, you know who really thinks Andrew Booth is really good, Andrew Booth. Like that, he came. He's coming in. He's talking the talk, and he's he's walking the walk. He isn't perfect in camp. He's still missing some. He's still a rookie. He's still going to have those mistakes. But yeah, it's just that it's nice to have that swag and that attitude on the, especially in that end of the on the football. Because yeah, you, like you touched on, Harrison Smith is like literally he's a silent assassin, and Daniel Hunter, it's it's hard to get uh, two words out of him during interviews. I think it was kind of telling that most of the interviews he's done have been with Zadarius Smith, who is more outspoken. That's another one who who's really bringing some actual voice to this defense as well. I mean, that's there really aren't a ton on the offensive side of the ball. Like like I touched on already, like the offense is kind of set outside of the interior offensive line that we talked about in uh, in you know picking the least bad center and the least bad right guard isn't exactly a thrilling competition there. And you know the most of the other areas we have a pretty good idea of who's going to start. You can maybe you know say uh, the interior of the defensive line. We don't know exactly how snaps are going to be divvied up, but, but again, there are a lot of good options there as well. And but I think, like you said, it's the secondary is definitely the most interesting. We talked we touched on Dantzler and Booth, and and safety is going to be interesting too because I think they have three really good options right now. Again, Bynum's sample size last year wasn't large by any means. He didn't see the field outside of the couple games um, that Smith was out, but it was very positive. The, the returns were good, so I think that's it's uh, really intriguing to see how they're going, and even the backups who they're going to keep on the back end and who's going to make the final 53 is going to be interesting in the secondary as well. Absolutely. All right, what do you got Absolutely. for the next question? All right, so we're, we're going to go into the just conferences. Taking a look at that in 2022, who do you think is going to be the more competitive conference, the AFC or the NFC? Well, when Flip first gave me this question, it was I just laughed at it. I'm like, of course, it's the AFC. Like, But, I mean, I guess – if, if the better conference for the Vikings to be in is definitely the NFC. And it might actually be the more competitive conference, you know, after the top few teams. I, you know, for the NFC, there, there are three, three teams in the NFC. You figure that they have the three of the seven playoff spots, you know, outside of something catastrophe happening. You, you have the defending champion Rams, you have the Bucks, and you have the Packers. If you know the the Rams are still pretty loaded, the the Bucks and uh, the Packers, if they have Brady and Rodgers and they stay upright most of the season, it's hard to see them falling off. And I hate complimenting 
Green Bay this much, but their defense is probably going to be very good this year, especially their secondary. That, that, that would be so, – and if the Vikings can get anywhere close to the Green Bay secondary, that's going to be great. But, I mean, you, you look at the, the AFC, there are – Every division is going to be pretty competitive, maybe outside of the the AFC East, because we can't really figure out what the the Patriots are doing. I like it's just bizarre. But the Bills are really good. I mean, the Chiefs are going to be good. The, well, the entire AFC West—they've been basically having a Cold War arms race since the, the off season started for the last six months. It's like every great player, every great free agent. Oh, they ended up on the Chargers or the Raiders or the Chiefs. You know, it's it's absolutely crazy how good that is. And the AFC North is going to be, uh, I think pretty good too the browns and uh we can talk about their quarterback situation uh in on and off the field for that's a different story for a different time but the browns are going to be good i think overall and the ravens with how much they had to go wrong last year if they just basically can stay healthy and stay out of bad luck they're going to be competitive and the afc south okay maybe that you know it, it it looks like the Colts and, you know, I think the Titans personally, I think they'll take a step back. But if you look at the just getting into the playoffs, I think the AFC is going to be a much tougher conference to get into. Yeah, and I totally agree. I think AFC is the it's going to be the crown jewel actually for probably a couple of years now. I mean, if you take a look at all the young, good to great potential or already shown quarterbacks in this league, all are in the AFC. You got Josh Allen yep. for the Bills. Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs, Joe Burrow for the Bengals, um, Justin Herbert for the Chargers, Lamar Jackson for the Ravens. Like all of the high quality talent, um, young high quality talent, the, the next right. wave of great QBs, the, the, the Breezes and Brady's and Peyton Manning's of our generation uh, when we were kids growing up, that's, that's an AFC right now. So I, I think that they're going to be the better conference for some time, but that doesn't mean that the NFC can't come in and, 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 and do work because like you had mentioned, there's a better, easier path for us to get to the playoffs, not being in the AFC. There's not great quarterbacks anymore. And the two good, great quarterbacks in our division or in our conference are 38 and 45. So, you know, they're, they're, they're that the mantle's about to pass with those guys. And, you know, you have Jalen hurts. Uh, you don't know what you got there. You got Kyler Murray, uh, you know, he's shown flashes of greatness, but he's also shown some, some, you know, personally, I think apparently, has to, apparently he has to study a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> right. I personally, I do think a lot of the issues with Kyler Murray is more on the coaching than it is the actual quarterback there, but I still, I mean, a lot of talent there, but like, and then outside of that, you got a bunch of like this middling aging mid-level guys like Kirk Cousins, it's Matthew Stafford, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo currently right now. So, we just don't know what we have there. So I think the AFC is going to be uh, the better conference for some time. Yeah. And it, there are so many unknowns with all of the NFC quote unquote contenders. And that's the thing, like there, there's going to be, I think at least a one or two teams in the NFC that really surprise people. Just the, mm -hmm. the fact that they made the playoffs. All right. My second question for you, will the new culture brought in by KOC in the front office make a difference on the field this year for the Vikings? Cause the vibes are good yeah. right now. Yeah, you got you got to think it will, right? I mean, when when players are playing a little bit more loose and they're just having fun and they're not so worried about like you can even see it in Cam Dancer in camp already. Like he's not worried about going to the doghouse, right? So he's playing a little bit more loose, which is allowing him to make plays. Uh, you look at Justin Jefferson; obviously, he's already been really good, but 
you you look at him in that uh, interview he had on NFL Network the other night, and you can just tell he's just like, yeah, I'm ready to swag out. I'm ready to put up Cooper Cup numbers, right? Like, there's just a different feel, and I feel like when players are able to kind of be themselves, they produce at a better rate. So I, I think that this new culture, Quasi being here, bringing in the right people uh, in collaboration, like that that's the issue that they our old regime had. The collaboration wasn't there between Zim and Spielman at the end. I think it was there early on, but at the end mm-hmm. they drifted apart. And and having that collaboration with those two, it's going to create a lot of um, you know sim. I, I know they said they hate this word, but a lot of symmetry uh, with with the team that's gonna, or synergy that's going to be with the synergy. team that's going to allow them to, uh, to to produce at a high level. Yeah, and again, like it. It's nice to see all the reports and it's fun to see all the Instagram videos of everyone dancing in the training room and stuff like that. And it's fun to see these interviews. Again, it has to it has to uh translate into wins on the field because if the Vikings go four and thirteen or something like that this season, and I, I don't think that the, the the swag and the interviews are gonna be quite the same. But yeah, it, it has to help. I think just at the end of Zimmer's regime, he was the old stubborn guy who just refused to change and it really I think just his hard ass old school football, you know, straight out of central casting from the, you know, the mid century football kind of stuff. It just, it wore thin on everyone. And it, I think just the culture of athletes since Zimmer started his uh, head coaching career has really evolved. I mean, people are, you know, they're, they're online, they're promoting themselves a lot. And I think, you know, there is, it's a fine line between, you know, promoting yourself and still being a part of the team, but it's so far so good. I mean, it's, it's just refreshing to see, and it looks like they're having fun and they're not so worried, especially those guys on defense. If, you know, they, they screw up something else, you know, they're going to get put in the, I like to call it the Josh Robinson Memorial Mike Zimmer doghouse. Uh, he, I think he was the first one I noticed at camp. Basically, he got put in the doghouse and he never got out. Like stuff like right. it, it seems like Zimmer. He'd make up his mind and that would be it. So yeah, well, I, and, I'm, and, I'm with you. And here and here's the thing. Uh, Dave actually made a great point last last night on this topic specifically. The Vikings needed that hard nose, rough ass Zimmer when he came in. We needed that, sure. but now we're at a point where we're ready to move on to. But like uh, a more players coach, and I think that's what we're getting. So, um, perfect. So, which Vikings player is going to be on your fantasy team this year? Well, I mean, the obvious answers are Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, but I don't know if they're going to be on my fantasy team this year because they are going to take a lot of draft capital. Whether you're doing a traditional snake or an auction draft, they are going to be at or maybe. You know, near the top or maybe at the top of each of their respective positions because they're both going to get a lot of touches. They're both going to get a lot of yards, and hopefully they're going to get in the end zone quite a bit. So, I mean, I, because I, we're in Minnesota, right? So, like, those guys oh, exactly. are, like obviously get inflated even more. Yep, I always I call it the Viking tax. If you if you're in a fantasy league with fellow Vikings fans, it's always more fun to cheer for your team and get fantasy points out of the guy. That's always great. Um, Irv Smith might be an interesting one. Maybe you can get Adam Thielen a little later this year because his stock seems to be slipping a little bit. But Thielen always seems to find the end zone. Even last year, um, he, was, he was a little banged up, didn't get as many targets because Jefferson had a, a breakout year. But he still can get in the end zone and still score you some points. And Irv, if he's on the field, you know this it'll have to happen one of these days. Um, uh, but the, the one I want to talk about a little bit is, is Kirk Cousins. 
he's kind of low key, especially for his value that he usually goes in in fantasy football. Like he's usually a mid to late round pick in snake drafts. And you don't have to break the bank for him because everyone's paying for Patrick Mahomes and all the AFC guys that you mentioned, you know, the Josh Allens and everything like that. If you can get him for cheap, you know, there's going to be a couple weeks. I still think where Kirk, has, you know, it'll probably be in Vikings wins actually, <laughs> like where you know where he'll throw up only like a buck eighty and a touchdown or something like that, and not really do much. But even in the you know the, the I think the Vikings defense is still going to be a work in progress. I think they're going to be a better unit, but they're going to still allow some points. And he's usually pretty dependable. He'll get you those yards. I mean, if you look at the box scores and especially the the cumulative, and he's always available too. That's the thing. He's he missed the one game last season, but other than that, I mean, it wasn't due to injuries. So like, he's always there. He's always there for points. Maybe he does, you don't want him to be a quarterback one, but I think that's it's you know it, if I had to guess who might be, I think that's actually might be the best value on the on the team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I'm looking at KJ Osborne uh, because you're going to be able to get him at pretty much yep. at the end of the draft. And I think he's going to put up really good numbers this year. Um, it's, I mean, not that I'm never going to wish this, but Adam Thielen's never been, or over the last couple of years, he hasn't been the model of health. So having yeah. that ability to have that next guy up and, and the way he's For performing. Sure. But my answer is going to be Greg Joseph because the, all these 60-yard field goals are making me excited, so I'm going to go there. <laughs> There's a No, that's actually a really good one too because that's, uh, that's part of the culture too. It's weird. The kicker's finally making all his kicks because he knows he's not going to get murdered if he misses one. You know, that's that right. might be a part of the culture as well. All right, we got just over a minute left. We're going back to our, our we're going to our final question here. So, who will be the breakout star on the 2022 Vikings? Christian Barrasaw, left tackle of the future, is going to come in. He's going to be what I thought he was going to be. Which again, if you go back to last year's draft coverage, I was all about Darisa. I said he was my uh, my offensive tackle two, and I was just ecstatic about him. I was so happy we got him, even in a trade back that was insane. Um, I, I'm all about Christian Darisa and um, and his you know potential as a star for our team going forward. Yeah, I like that, and I think it might be cheating just because he's the the first round pick. But Lewis Seen, like he he's just he's too good to to not make some impact plays. And the one thing this defense has been lacking, especially the last couple seasons is big impact plays, turnovers, splash plays, stuff that flips the field. And I think he can come in and do that. He, he did that all the time in Georgia. And I think he's going to be a big part of this defense. Another uh, low key one. I want to mention quick in our last 10 seconds, Jordan Hicks, because we're really thin at linebacker. And I think he's going to have a, he's going to have to play a a really big part in this defense. Brian Osamoa, special team star. There you go. Look at that. Right at the buzzer. We nailed it again. I love it. And we saw Flip in the comments. He made it out of his car. Congratulations. But, Brian, this was – you you did awesome. Uh, This is another great fill-in performance by you. I believe this is your second or third opinion – I think uh, second. Appearance on here? Okay. This was great. Um, Love seeing all the comments. It's great to be back. Our girl Mary, it's great to see you. Uh, we know you've had a pretty rough off season as well, so it's it's awesome to to see you back in the comments. And uh, next week we'll actually have like kind of real football to talk about on the show. Like we'll we'll be discussing the the Raiders game, and it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're 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 inching closer to that 20, 2020. I think we are actually exactly a month away today, so that's exciting. Yeah, literally a month away. So super excited. And and thank you for having me on. This show is so much fun to have that 20 minutes and just jam it all in. So anytime you guys need help, I'm here. So thank you. 
Well, if this traffic keeps up for Flip, we might have to keep doing it. All right, Dave, you got any party shots for us? Yes. Next week is Tuesday night and the new night when the guys come on. Also, big shout out to our sponsors, Lake Monster Brewing. They have their newest beer is Purple Rain. Are you drinking Purple Rain or are you drinking? I'm not drinking Purple Rain. I'm just yeah. I'm just drinking their their uh the IPA. I'm, I always forget the name of the IPA. But yes, I am drinking Lake Monster. Yes, I am oh. drinking the Lake Monster. And uh, Purple Rain is uh, is a fruit ale. It's based on Pinot grapes, black currants, blackberries, all sorts of other berries, and it looks absolutely delicious. It's not only on tap. They I talked to Matt Lang, the brewmeister. It's also available in cans. So if you're in a local area, viewing area, by all means, pick up some. You know it's going and, to be fantastic. And if you haven't been out to the brewery before, it, check it out. I love that area at Lake Monster. It's cool. This weekend, the next show will be Saturday. Two old bloggers will come on at 2 o'clock in the afternoon central. Game starts at 325. We will be your pregame show. And then at the two-minute warning at the end of the game, we will go live again with the final cut, the the final score, our postgame show, and we will be live for that. Should be interesting to see who plays and how well. So join us on Climbing the Pocket. All right. Stay tuned for much, much more. Thanks again, everyone, in the comments, and we will see you next week. And I always say at the end of this one, Skull! Skull Vikings! Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell, and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout-out goes to our partners, The Daily Norseman, where the best Vikings content can be found. And to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. Skull, everybody. Skull, everybody.